You're listening to That's the Industry Podcast, episode number 14. Today, we're talking about how to raise money from investors to fund your next special project. Here we go. You're listening to That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. The podcast that takes you inside all the aspects of the entertainment industry directly from the people who are making it happen. And now, your host, Thomas Jordan. What's going on, everyone? Thomas Jordan here. Today, we are sitting with executive producer, entrepreneur, and actor, Chris de Blasio. Chris, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, Thomas, thank you. And uh, real quick, I know we're kind of stretched for time uh, a little bit today. So I just real quick want to know how you got into the entertainment industry. Uh, well, I actually, um, I started out, I'm originally from Jersey, so I started out in advertising. I sold, uh, I sold yellow pages back in the day. Um, but I always had a passion for the film and TV business. And even though I was a successful, uh, you know, at sales and, and, you know, I kind of did that whole thing and, you know, I sold in New York and I, I sold in Jersey. I always had a passion for, for film and TV and being in Jersey, you know, and only, you know, a stone throw away, you know, from Manhattan, uh, I, I left that career and. And uh, I went to the school for film and television in Manhattan. Uh, I studied both sides of the camera. I had a whole bunch of private coaches, uh, private acting coaches. And uh, yeah, I just I started going on auditions. And lucky for me, uh, I got hired on by ABC early on uh, on a soap opera called One Life to Live. So I worked on uh, a couple of the soaps uh, while I was in New York. And then I kind of bounced around on some of the some of the uh, shows like CSI and some independent movies you know, kind of did that and got the bug and, uh, has been, you know, it's been pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool journey. And now I know you're more so on the business side. Um, which side do you like better? Do you kind of doubt still dabble into both? You know, I mean, that's a great question. I, so acting has always been my first love. Uh, so I went to, you know, I went, went to school for that and, you know, I, I, I really, it wasn't until I moved. So I moved to LA in 2007 and uh, that's actually when I learned the business side because in 2007, that was during the writer strike. <laughs> so perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I found myself immediately unemployed <laughs> as an actor because it was work was drying up. And so for me, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been able to just kind of come up with you know business ideas and and just you know see gaps in the marketplace, see where I can kind of build businesses and kind of make a buck. Right. So, um, in 2007, I started when smartphones were becoming really, really popular. I developed, I hired a bunch of developers to create mobilized websites and I sold it to a lot of my friends and filmmakers and actors and, and producers in the entertainment business. And it took off, you know, where, where people were utilizing, uh, smartphones more often. Right. And so, uh, my ad agency started out that way. So I didn't go the traditional, a lot of, you know, a lot of actors, they, you know, whether bus tables or working, you know, working part-time job, I started businesses. And so in doing that, um, you know, kind of, kind of waited out the, the strike. And then I said, you know, I'm going to learn the business side of acting, you know, of producing of filmmaking. Right. And, and exactly what what goes on behind the scenes because I've, I've just always been an entrepreneur and I've always I always like to see uh, how things work and you know I like to know a little bit about everything right so even though you know I was trained as an actor I find it very important for uh, actors and anybody in the entertainment business know a little bit about every single job 
You know, just don't focus on just one specific thing. I mean, you don't have to be an expert in everything, but know a little bit about everything. And and I what I found was learning the business side of the entertainment business actually helped my acting career. You weren't, I know you went, you just said you're not, you didn't go the traditional route. So while you were in LA, were you... So were you not a starving artist out there? Because it sounds like you you had some stuff going. <laughs> well, I you know I was pretty successful in New York. Um, you know, and and uh, you know I like I said I've 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 had uh, I've always had good good sales career, but I did have in between jobs. You know, so when I went out there, you know, because I was still trying to trying to get it, even though I had credits, I was still trying to you know make it as an actor. And, and obviously, you know, it's it's the most competition out there, right? It's obviously because everybody's out there. So um, I would take in between jobs, you know, so there's, there's some other sales jobs that I picked up, um, you know, where, you know, this was before I started the company and, uh, and kind of, you know, made, made it, you know, made, made what I had to, to make there. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey. And one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk to you today is because you do have that entrepreneurial spirit. You, like I said, you're you know a lot of the aspects of the entertainment industry, and I feel like a lot of people are starving artists uh, in our industry. But uh, and a lot of people like myself, like you, have these passion projects, and you have learned the business so well that you have instead of myself like trying to scramble up money to produce things, you're getting it from investors. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So that's one, one of the ways, you yeah. know, one of the ways we do it. Yeah. And so how, if somebody wanted to get an investor, how would they go about doing that? Well, you know, the biggest thing is you, you have to, <laughs> I always say this, nobody walks around, you know, with a sign saying, Hey, I'm a movie investor, right? I'm a film investor, right? You, you got to go where these people are. These people are, are, um, CEOs of big companies or doctors or lawyers, or, you, you know, these, these, or, you know, trust fund babies, right? People that have money. And so meeting them where they're at, finding out where they are, networking, network, this industry is built on networking. And, and so getting to know who these people are and networking with these people is, is ultimately going to start, you know, helping you in, in, in the right direction because people do business with who they know. And, and so when you start meeting these people and they start getting to know who you are and then eventually they find out you're a filmmaker and you're an investing project, they may just be interested in investing in something that you have. And how does that conversation start? Well, I mean, you got to be in the right place at the right time, you know, but I think, you know, I'm a big believer in providing people value and this is with anything. So I, at this point, I own several companies right now. We're in my studio, right? So, so I, you know, we built, built a studio and then I run several businesses out of here. And, you know, the way I got my start is providing value. You know, I think that the people are too focused on pitching their product or selling a service or something like that. You need to back up and provide value to that person first without any expectation. So if you're just getting started in the industry and you you really don't have much to, you know, to give because you don't have a name, you don't have credits, you don't have, you know, but if you can provide value, so connecting with people. So so if there's people with more experience, like another producer that actually has projects that has worked, do a co-pro, but do, but help them 
provide value because if they don't know you and you have no credits, it's like, well, who are you, right? So you want to be able to um, see how you can provide value, provide free video work, provide free BTS, help them PA on set, whatever, whatever it is. Same thing with, you know, with your contacts, with, with connections, you know, if like you're just making connections, see how you can help that other person. It goes a long way. And what would that conversation set or actually, can you give an example of how you provided value to a company and then kind of went in for the pitch? Um, you know, I, I, it's on a case by case basis, you know, a lot of times, you know, so we had, we have uh, a couple of different areas of our business. So one area, like we do like product placement and product integration. And, and I work deals all the time, you know, whether it's, it's paid product integration or free product integration, you know, building, building that relationship with some of our advertisers, you know, and, and, and then eventually that that big project comes up where I've got a named actor and stuff. And because, you know, I've, I've worked with this company before and I've done a lot of free placements and, you know, I've waived my fee or I waive the commission, whatever, just to, just to get in the door. Eventually that, happens, you know, to where they're going to want to do business with you because, you know, after you have that relationship built, it's a lot easier to ask them for the money. And when you finally get in front of them to actually pitch them, what do they require? Do they require a pitch deck or... Uh, Are you talking about an advertiser or an investor? Investor. Okay. So, yes. So, be prepared. You know, if that's anything that I can leave, you know, the audience that, you know, in, in, in the film industry is if you're going to pitch somebody, if you're going to ask somebody for money, be very prepared, knowing your market, knowing your film. The biggest thing with investors, you have to get in their shoes, right? You have to, you have to see what, how it's going to affect them, right? Their, their interest is, is this going to make me money? So you mentioned before about passion project. I kind of cringe a little bit when I hear that word, because if you have a passion project, but you have no way of knowing how much money that's going to make, and you have the audacity to ask somebody for money, you might want to think twice. You have to have those plans in place. So if you have a great idea, good. Let's see, do your research, do your homework, and see if that's going to be right in the marketplace and why. Have your comparables. Have movies that are similar to yours that have made money before. So now, when you do get that opportunity to to sit in front of an investor or be in a pitch meeting, you're prepared. And that shows the investor that you did your homework and you have their best interest. Let me say that again. Their best interest to get money back for them, not just to get your project launched because it's a passion project. Make sense? That does make a lot of sense. And when you do your research on these projects that you've done before, are we talking tens of thousands of dollars? Or are we talking like hundreds and thousands up to like million? Or does it vary in this business? Well, I mean, it really depends on where you're at in a filmmaker, as a filmmaker, right? So if you're Starting, I mean, it's it's always good to start smaller before you try to, because I mean, if you've never done a movie before and you're asking for $10, 20000000 million, that could be very difficult, right? So like, start that's small. That's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, you know, it, 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 it's funny because I, I get pitched all the time and, and, and I get a lot of these, you know, um, first time producers that are asking for like $100 million or $50 million. I'm like... Why? I want a hundred exactly. million dollars. You know, yeah. It's like why 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 jump there? Just get just get started. So in in a case, and I speak to a lot of students and a lot of people that are just getting out of school and doing, you know, student films and stuff like that, you know, you're asking friends and family, right? Start perfecting your pitch with them. It's safer, right? Um 
I, you know, I have gone outside the box of traditional uh, investing, you know, going to an investor where with product placement dollars and stuff like that. So me being, you know, obviously with my start in advertising sales, I kind of know how to talk to advertisers and I know how to line up those deals. I've funded projects completely off of sponsorship dollars. Right. So thinking outside the box and maybe going around if you're a first time, you know, producer, you know, film director or whatever, and you want to raise money for your project, maybe go to your local neighborhood, maybe go to that coffee shop that you frequent every single morning and say, hey, you know, I got this project, this, this film, and I need a location. I would love to shoot it in, the, in, in your coffee shop here. Uh, you know, I could show some of your logos and stuff like that, but I need a little bit of funding to get started. Would you guys be interested? Just like that. And same with product placement too, sure. like Fiji water or sure. whatever. Sure. And does it have to be where we've been talking about more so film projects? Could it be, let's just say a video podcast, like if anyone's familiar with the Joe Rogan experience, mm-hmm. like I think it's two or three cameras in a space that, I mean, I, I've done the research, like the equipment alone is well over, well in the six figure mark, plus the rent and everything, plus crew, the editing, everything that goes with it is the same thing possible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same concept, right? So a show is a show is a show, right? So you can produce a reality show, you can produce a big budget show, there's money that's involved. But I think it's important for, you know, producers that are just starting out, start off small, start off with, you know, get familiar with it. And if you're not experienced and you want to jump up to a bigger project, definitely pull on somebody that has the experience. Do a, do a co-pro, do a co-pro with somebody that has already done that. Because once there's a lot of money involved, there's bigger risk, right? So what we look at, like me as, as, as an investor, I, I like to stay, I'm like the Jason Bloom model, right? I like to stay that one $10 million range and make sure I can maximize my return. You know, I could very easily do a $50 million project, but I could do, it, it's it's mitigating, it's lowering the risk for the investor, right? So there's a time and place for everything, but if you don't have the experience, definitely co-pro with somebody. And have it in, the first thing when you said that uh, just now is, I can only imagine the kind of pressure that puts on somebody because it's somebody else's money, especially whether it's $10 or $10 million. Um, do you get used to that type of pressure? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and and the, and the thing is, you you've got to take that on as your own, right? Because you're asking somebody, you're somebody else is entrusting you with their money, and so you know what what really really pains me is that you you get some of these guys, you know, that are you know just really good at at sweet talking people and telling them the world and telling them different, and they actually get the money. And then they mess up the project. They haven't figured out the budgeting or they haven't figured, you know, they went over on time, whatever it is, and burned that investor. What happens is it screws it up for everybody else because now that investor, that high net worth individual that has high net worth friends says, yeah, I invested in movies and I lost everything. So, for me, I want to make sure that everybody out there is very well educated before they actually take somebody's money because it messes it up for the indie market. You know, not studio, but the indie market. Um, it, it's 
you know, you got to be educated. And how can people get educated with so much information out there? Where would you say the best place to start is? Uh, I mean, yeah, quick, quick Google search. There is tons of information on there. There's tons of books out there that you can read. I mean, I release a lot of free content. I, I launched the show uh, called Pitch Chris, where I, I release a lot of free content. So if you want to find it, it's hashtag Pitch Chris. You can find it, uh, you know, on, on anywhere on social media, on YouTube. And, uh, and so there's information out there. You just got to do a little digging. Yeah, I call it YouTube University. Yeah, yeah. I think I thank God for YouTube because I mean, you know, I was never a school kid. Like I was terrible at school. Um, so pretty much everything I got educated was with YouTube. <laughs> and with like YouTube online courses and things like that, what like those are the things to do. What would you recommend not to do? Um, well, I mean, knowledge is power. So, you know, any type of education, because I, you know, I speak to film students and, and, you know, people that are going through, you know, college and, and, and media and stuff like that, which is great. It's, it's all, but the, the biggest thing is at least for me, this is just one man's opinion is hands on because real life, real world stuff, right? Because you're going to learn you know, they're not going to always teach you is like what happens when you're on a project and, you know, you've got a camera that just crapped out. Like, how do you prepare for that? Yeah, there's or no class you for have that. an actor that got drunk the other night and didn't show up on set. Like, what do you do? You know, it's like that type of stuff. So I would say the best education is grab a camera and do it. Just make content, just produce content because you're going to learn that way. You're going to learn through, you know, I mean, even the, and I don't know when this is going to be released, but at the date of this recording, we're going through the coronavirus, the lockdown, all this other stuff. Crews aren't rolling out, right? The, the landscape is totally changing. Nobody planned this, including myself. I had projects that come to, that came to a halt as well, but it's these real life events that you learn from, you learn from them because that's one thing, any situation, whether it's the coronavirus or whether it's, you know, an actor not showing up on set, you learn from it. So now when you go on your next project, you're going to know how to handle that and you're going to be that much better and more experienced. And how have you adapted to the, what's going on right now? Well, I mean, there's, there really isn't too much we can do because we can't, you know, you can't have groups of 10, you know, you can't roll out crews and stuff like that. So a lot of the stuff has, has gone on hold. Uh, what we've done with a lot of our contents, cause we produce a lot of different types of content, even a lot of social media and digital content. Um, and so we've been producing our shows via webcast to continue to go. So we would work with our talent to actually get us the recordings and then we would, we would handle all the posts and distribution and stuff like that. It's on the ad agency side. A lot of the other stuff, I mean, it's unfortunate. I had a $4 million project or I raised $4 million to a, to a, a $12 million project and that's on hold right now. But these things happen, you know, because there's nothing we can do. You just roll with it, but you learn, you learn from it. And, and, um, I get excited because in times like this, like I'm a wartime general, right? Like when there's, when there's situations that pop up, like I just, I come up with ideas and, and, and I come up with strategies and it forces me to innovate, which I, which I love that, you know? And so, so yeah, so we've, we've kind of changed a couple of the projects, um, and products that we're offering, um, you know, through the agency and then also production as well. Well, that just answers my next question. I was going to say, is this a tragedy or an opportunity? Oh, opportunity. All everything is, you know, everything, every situation in life, it's your outlook that matters, right? It's your outlook. Like you, you can look at it one way and say, oh, wow, everything's burning up, right? Or, or you can say, 
you know what? If some people, a lot of people got laid off their jobs, right? And to take that example, it's like you got laid off your job. This is a fresh start for you. This is a fresh start. Maybe, maybe that business idea you wanted to start, or maybe that project, or maybe you never had the time to write your first movie. Now you got all the time in the world. Start writing. Stop making excuses. Right? You wanna you wanna be a great actor and then you know you weren't getting acting gigs? Start producing content from home. Everybody has a phone in their pocket. Everybody has a webcam. Start producing content from home. Get the experience. Get all that stuff out there. You couldn't do it because you were you were working too many long hours and, and your agent wasn't wasn't getting you the auditions that you wanted, right? So then start producing your own content. Now's the time. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And what about the people who are like, I don't have the equipment. I don't, or I'm too scared to get in front of the camera. Well, I mean, if you if, and above the line, if you're if you're scared to be in front of the camera, you're probably in the wrong business. Um, but get the experience. Everything is new, right? Everything somebody started out, it was new for somebody at some point, right? Including myself, right? And and so the more you do it, the better you become. Are you an excuses guy or a solutions guy? Oh, solutions all the way. I mean, excuses don't really do anything. Like, really, what does it do? It's wasting time. Let's figure out how to make this work. One of the biggest things that I, I always think outside the box, hence coming up with different ideas and different ways of funding movies, right? Not saying, oh, I don't have, I don't know anybody that's wealthy or I'm not connected to anybody. No, I'll find a way. I'll find a way how to get in there. So if you make excuses, you're always going to be stuck in that excuse and you're never going to get stuff done. And with what's going on now, you said you had a $4 million project that's kind of on hold. I know you're in great spirits, obviously. Uh, how do you keep everybody else calm? How do you keep the investors calm? Uh, you know, it's... I know they have to understand yeah, to like a point, but I'm trying to see both sides. Right, yeah. And I think in, in leadership, the leader always has to remain calm. And I think, I think when you, um, and you have to have a plan in place. So we have a plan in place of what we're doing. I mean, there, there's, there's far worse situations than, than what we're dealing with right now. Um, because there's like productions that have gone to a halt and then the insurance company has got to pay out and all this other stuff like that. It, so ours isn't, fortunately is not that, that bad. We're, you know, but we're dealing with it. And I think it's very important. Like if you're the executive producer or you're, you know, you're running a production, you got to stay focused. You got to stay positive because again, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And you have to be, you know, especially in production, you know, we're talking about, you know, a worldwide lockdown right now. Um, there's nothing we can do. There's, there's just nothing you can do. And so what are you going to do? Stress about it? You're going to cry about it. It's like, no, we'll wait it out. We're going to get back. You know, things are going to go back to normal. We've been we've been through situations, you know, I mean, not a virus, but economic downturns in 08 and 2000 and, and all these other things. And eventually, you know, things started picking back up. But it's your job as a leader. If you start freaking out, everybody's going to start freaking around you. You know, so if you really want to be the head of a production or you really want to, you know, have a staff, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep a level head. And how long does that take to learn? Well, it's experience, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot, you know, I mean, some people are just born with it, you know, um, parenting, I think, I think has a school system has, has, has a lot to do with, you know, how you're raised and, and, and that type of stuff. But 
again, everything is down to experience. You're not going to, if it's your first project and everything's melting, clearly you're not going to know what to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if they, I feel like that's almost a skill in itself. It's kind of like, you know, people look at failures as a bad thing. And I've heard it so many times that like failing is probably the best thing that can possibly happen to you. Can you speak to, can you speak to that a little 100%. bit? 100%. I always say there's winning and there's learning. Right. So, so the wins are great, but you're, you're not, you're going to learn more in your failures. I, I, I like these dark, like this is, I know it's weird, but like, this is exciting times for me. Right. Specifically right now, because it's, it, again, it's forcing us to innovate. You're either going to sink or swim. I'm not going to sink. I'm going to figure out a way to, to continue to make it work. So, um, if you don't get that callback, if you don't, get so you do a pitch meeting and you get turned down or the investor says it's crap or whatever just like you know like 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 water on a duck's back let it roll off right pick yourself back up learn from that you know if you're in sales you know sales whether it's selling a script or wh whatever it is you know people are going to tell you no if you're an actor do you have any nose i got I'm, I, I, I'm know, almost excited to get no's now because yeah. at least you hear them. Yeah. Like the, what I feel like what's bad is when you don't hear anything, right. which still sucks and you got to deal with that in your own way. But I would rather hear no and even at least get the attempt than just nothing. Correction. Yeah, correct. So, so, so it, it's that. And, and so if you can learn from those no's or you can learn from the doors being closed in your face to get better you're on the right track. Can you hammer home real quick how many, like we are in the no business, mm -hmm. like getting no's. Can yeah. you just like, just speak to that as well? Because whether you're an actor, business person, I feel like sometimes people see what's on TV or see it's in LA. It's like, oh, it's gonna happen overnight. Or, oh, once I get that show, things are gonna be different. Once this happens, uh, things are gonna be better. Yeah, so uh, I was told a long time ago by a mentor of mine saying overnight success generally doesn't happen until after the seventh year. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize that, I mean, there are some unicorns out there that, that it does, but, but generally the people, the artists, the, the, the actors, the, the people that you see have been at it for years, you know, and, and there are so many no's that they've heard. There's so many, there's so many stories out there of, of how many A-list talent are out there that, that have been told no, or they suck or whatever it is. And, and they just continue to push forward. And that's, that's what it is. This is, this is a life thing. If this is what you truly, truly want to do, you dedicate your life to it through the ups and downs and you get better along the way. You know, I, I always say, you know, life, life, it's life is a journey, you know, it's, it's, it's not a destination. If I were to say a destination, it'd probably be death because that's, you know, it's, that's where it ends, right? Everybody dies, right? So you got to learn to love the roadmap. You know, I started out as an actor. I started out as an actor. I started out, you know, I had a little bit of sales experience, but then I started out as an actor and, and my journey led me to not just become an actor, but an entrepreneur and own several businesses and then learn the business side of acting, then become an executive producer and then becoming a financer. And then, I mean, it led to so many other things. I just didn't stay in one spot. I didn't just stay with that one thing. And that's what I would encourage people is like, life is a journey, enjoy the ride. And real quick, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? Um, so, I'm, I'm a big uh, servant leader, right? So I, 
I look to produce content that will inspire and change the world to make it a better place. So every single thing that I do, even content that I push, right? So I do a lot of my own content and I, you know, I have shows that I do and I do thought leader videos and all this other stuff. I, I want to be able to inspire somebody to help change not only their life, but change the, the lives of people around them. Awesome, man. And I appreciate your time. Where can people find you online? What projects do you, you can floor is yours, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm all over social media. So it's at Chris de Blasio. So it's C H R A S last name de Blasio D E B L A S I O. Uh, you can find me all on social media platforms. Uh, our company's agency 850. So it's agency 850.com. And, uh, I answer all my DMS. So if anybody has any questions, business related, entertainment, business related, or Hey, in the times that we're at right now, you just want somebody to talk to, shoot me, shoot me a message. You know, I'll get back to you. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I would love your help. This podcast is brand new, so I need all the help I can get. If you would just subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating. I really, really would appreciate it. And last but not least, I got a little something for you. For the last 10 years, I have been writing, shooting, producing, editing my own video to get my dream job as an entertainment reporter in Los Angeles interviewing the stars. Now, that might not be your dream, but if you are in this industry and you are in this field, you are going to need to learn how to write, shoot, and edit, produce your own content. And now I want to personally train you on these skills so you can create your own journey and make money while doing so. So what I want you to do now is log on to Facebook and request to be in my private Facebook group, On Camera Professionals. Once again, it is called On Camera Professionals. But wait, Thomas, I really like your stuff. I really want to learn from you, but I don't want to be on camera. Don't worry. I got you covered. In this group, I'm going to be doing a live training, so that means live tips and tricks. I'm going to do giveaways, freebies, and I'm also going to do personalized training. So once again, log on to Facebook and type in on-camera professionals, and I'll see you there.